welcome. Hey, everyone. Happy October. Happy October. I am particularly particularly excited. I'm already slurring my speech about this episode. <laughs> so way back when we started Two Years Till 30, we were like, yeah, and then we'll have like a drink with every episode. And like that just didn't happen. So this is the first time that I'm having a drink with an episode. And Sam and I decided we were both going to drink pumpkin beers together, but distant. L'chaim to that. Uh, I can't say this is my first time drinking whilst recording a podcast. <laughs> it's not like it's every episode. Don't worry, guys. I don't have like a complete problem. But every now and then you just need a little L'chaim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, Amy, what, what pumpkin beer are you drinking this evening? I am drinking Southern Tier Brewing Company's Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale, otherwise known as the holy grail of pumpkin beers apparently and also possibly the strongest yeah i i would agree with all of those statements i do enjoy southern tier as like in general that brewing company but yeah pumpkin and warlock they're definitely top top notch like you have to have those otherwise it's just not fall. And I'm drinking this beer called Rosemary's Baby. Pretty tasty. I definitely uh, am enjoying this brewski. It's from Two Roads Brewing Company. I do All have right. to say that with for our viewers that aren't able to see right now what's happening, Sam has a background screen um, that is it matches her drink. So it's pretty great. So welcome to fall. Yeah. Even though it's like in the 70s today. Yeah. It's, I mean... Like, I was a little schwitzy walking to and from place to place. It's just very bizarre for towards the end of October to be, like, springtime. But then again, what what's weather? What is Mother Nature? Even she's a little fakakt. Exactly. For those of you who don't know, fakakt is a new, a new word for you all. But we are going apple picking, so that's exciting. It'll be the first time we see each other in person uh, since March. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal. I mean... It's crazy to think that when we recorded like one of our first podcast episodes, like, and I remember doing one in, I want to say February-ish, we were leading up to Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then I don't think, I forget if we met up in person anytime after that. It's just bizarre how we haven't seen each other in what, like seven months? That's yeah. so crazy. And we're going to, we're going to pick some apples. It's going to, it's going to be great. There's going to be apple cider donuts and apple butter and pumpkin butter and I really like fall. Can you tell? I am so excited to go apple picking because not only am I going to be able to see you and a few other folks that I haven't been able to see in person since the pandemic, but it's like the first fall activity besides like eating and drinking pumpkin beverages and whatnot that I'm actually doing. Like I've been having such FOMO watching like everyone's Instagrams and whatnot posting cute little pictures of their cute little flannel fall outfits, holding a pumpkin that they just got at like Lynn Villa Orchards or insert pumpkin patch here that they went to. And I'm like, I want to pick a pumpkin and or do something cute and fall like. So I'm excited for this apple picking adventure. So I could be I could be that witch that posts the <laughs> basic picture on Instagram. Look at me. I did an activity. I took myself on a fall date the other day. I drove out to Peddler's Village. I was visiting a friend. Um, and then afterwards, I was like, Peddler's is really close to here. I can just drive and have this nostalgic experience because, you know, like I worked in New Hope for five years um, and then also partially at Peddler's. And for those of our listeners who are very unfamiliar on what exactly I'm talking about, um, Peddler's Village is this quaint little town where they have little shops and restaurants and different food things and different things to buy that are sometimes quirky 
goofy, but also really mainly quirky, honestly. And every fall they have what's called the Scarecrow Festival. So different schools and also individuals can submit to this festival. And it's really cool what they do. Some of them are insane. There were a couple baby Yodas that warmed my heart. That was honestly, I think one of the baby Yodas was probably my favorite. Just walked around. Like I'm not in a place where I can, um, I don't feel ready enough to do outdoor dining. I don't feel ready enough to do really any of that, but walking around Peddler's Village by myself where I could stay out of others way. And we were all wearing masks for the most part. I felt, I felt pretty good. Um, yeah, I just had myself a little, a little day date with myself for fall so it looked, other... it looked really cute i like the little scarecrow pictures that you posted it did oh. look cool so yeah what other fall things are you are you up to i've been spending a lot of money at home goods because of all the halloween decorations that i have no self-control over and mind you i don't even have a big enough house to to have all of these the random little things so i've been trying to i've been mindful of what i'm getting but it's just so tempting like i don't really have a fireplace or a big yard or anything where i can just put a bunch of crap up i, I need to see more halloween movies i've been kind of saving them all like for around this time and then watching them all up up until halloween like hocus pocus of course yeah. is the holy grail of all of them at least to me halloween town all the things on Disney Plus, like Nightmare Before Christmas. I just want to binge all of them and I might wait in like a couple days and just yeah. have a freaking marathon. But other than that, I feel like, and of course the occasional pumpkin spice latte, I haven't really, like that's kind of it, I guess. How about you, Amy? Anything else besides the, the scarecrow date? <laughs> scarecrow date with myself. I recently bought a ton of cookware uh, with my parents and my parents are like, oh, this is for you when you move out one day. And I was like, great, look into the future. Um, oh. So yeah, like I have, I'm like, where are we gonna put this? Like in the basement until one day when I get a job and move? Like, I have no idea, but I'm excited to bake all of the like stews and things. So I got, I'm getting this like slow cooker thing that I can make soups and stews. And I'm also getting a cast iron skillet because Ooh. I really wanna make shakshuka. So that'll be me for like warm fall foods and stuff. But uh, in terms of fall things, baking a lot and cooking a lot with my dad pumpkin things I think that my my father's basic bitch vibes have reached full capacity oh my god that's hilarious um, do tell so so actually some background information my dad and I have been cooking on Tuesdays every single Tuesday my dad's a chef every single Tuesday since quarantine started um without fail and for the past month and a few weeks we've been making some things with pumpkin so some have pumpkin cheese in them some have uh we've made a pumpkin pizza we've made uh we didn't make pumpkin pie oh my god that's a sin uh we made pumpkin gnocchi which is like a pasta mm. uh, with ricotta cheese we've made pumpkin cheesecake we've made pumpkin bread we've made pumpkin cookies um Ooh. and i think i think we still have some more pumpkin and i'm scared so in terms of that i think Sorry, Dad, your your basic bitch vibes have reached full capacity at 100%. We're operating up there now. Oh, that sounds amazing. I have to say, like, I'm grateful to be working again and whatnot and having that schedule. But one of the things I truly miss is getting to religiously watch the Amy and Phil cooking extravaganza <laughs> every Tuesday without fail on Facebook Live. So I, I do miss that. I can always just watch your episodes like a few hours later, I guess. I can just go back. But it's just, there's just something about the live component, just yeah. being there in the action when uh, all the things are happening. I'm, I'm glad you guys are 
cooking and baking up a storm. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think... I feel like it's mo. I I don't want you know pulling the gender card here. Why do you think mostly women are obsessed with fall? It just feels that people like our age group demographic we're just like, oh my god, fall! Oh my god, hocus pocus! Like, what is it? What is it? Why are we obsessed? We are, and I, you know, I really don't know the answer to that question, but I have to say, guys are, guys do it too at a different level. I mean, my dad aside, that's a separate, you know, that's pumpkin full capacity. <laughs> um but like all that aside guys and their flannels like they know what they're doing that's true they know they know we like their flannels <laughs> flannels yeah and some of them grow out like the lumberjack beard that yeah. plus the flannel is just gold and of course like certain sports i mean well with covid a lot of the sports schedules have been kind of uh moved around anyway but i think like at least for me October always meant the start of hockey season. Of course, now it's it, it's kind of different because they already had their season and now it's kind of starting in December or something. But yeah. I feel like, and football too. So I think for a lot of those folks, the sports is what kind of stirs up the fall energy for them. I think my dad just heard me call him a basic bitch. <laughs> it's out of love. It's truly like, it's an honor to be in that kind of title oh, I boy. think uh so yeah that's I think that's what we're we're about in terms of fall and yeah I think guys guys just know they like the fall too um I just think they do it they internalize it more I think so too yeah I'm with you on that so something that I'm very excited about in this episode in particular is we reached out to a bunch of our listeners for some creepy spooky stories for spooky season um, which I don't know how it started. People started spelling season S Z N, and I like, I was like, is it spooky season? Like, is it a spice? Like, is it an alcohol? Like, what is this? Um, I know. I forget when it started, but I've been seeing it a lot on like Instagram stories. Like, I would. It started with like wedding season or beach yeah. season, and I'm like, why are we ignoring the vowels yeah, in like this that. word and then I started doing it too because I'm a freaking follower and I'm just like oh this is cute and trendy and then okay. I look back and I'm like wow I guess I can't spell me me too but I'm really excited for for us to get to read all of these ghost stories because some of them are really some of them are creepy do you believe in in ghosts like is that something you you believe in because I have my I have varying opinions the thing is it's like I'm open to it I don't know what Judaism has to say about it besides that scene in like Fiddler on the Roof when Tevia has a dream and you know this very well when Frumacera in ghost form just pops out but um but yeah I just I think it's because it's not like that I'm anti anti ghost if that's even a thing to be. <laughs> um I just have never to my memory, I've never experienced anything involving the supernatural. I've never had anything so freaky happen where there was just no cause or any coincidences. I think I've had more coincidences but nothing that was like spooky or like feeling like someone's hand on me or or just feeling someone's spirit. And I kind of wish I did. There are times where I'm like, you know, like my family members that have passed on, I'm always wondering if they're like spirit or ghost is chilling. And I always kind of hope they are. I'm like, hey, grandpa, where are you? Can we like hang for a sec? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I've never, I've just never encountered anything like that. So I'm not a, quite a believer yet, but I'm open to it. How I about you, Amy? 
I'm it's I I waver so like I I don't know what happens after we die like that's just something I I don't know I know what Judaism says I know what all the other religions say I just don't I don't know what I believe in but mm-hmm. I do I do believe that ghosts exist um I don't know how you become a ghost some people are like oh well, you know this is how and I'm like no, no no I you no one knows but I do know I want to become a ghost I want to haunt the theater I used to work at constantly I want to, I want to haunt the theater. I want to haunt the dressing rooms. I want to haunt specifically the parking lots as well. I have a friend of mine who I used to work with who he's in this with me. He's like, I'll I'll become a theater ghost with you. So I actually have a story about a theater ghost that I've experienced. So when I was working at a theater, there was a day where the entire building was closed. I let myself in the building and then I locked it again because I was there very early. So like there was no one else in the building at all. The doors were completely closed and I was sitting in the front of the box office and the way that it's structured are there are doors to my right, but I'm there's a door blocking me. So I'm in a separate room. Right in front of me is this window shade that hangs down and it's semi-translucent. So basically what I saw was I didn't hear any knocking on the doors. It was just me. And I saw this like white-ish, not really white, but just like whitish translucent, since like not hooded, but like cloaked, almost like draped like a bride figure walk in just like somehow in and I like freaked out at first I was like excuse me you can't be in here but I wasn't scared I was just like get out we're not open like it's two hours prior to opening why are you even in the building and I didn't do anything and like all of a sudden this sense of like calm fell over me and the shade that was in front of me the translucent-ish shade all of a sudden started moving back and forth like as if wind went by and I felt a gush of wind go by no door had opened (laughs) all I saw was this thing come by me, come over, a sense of calm went over my entire body. And I wasn't afraid and I just watched it. I like looked past, peered past the shade and watched this figure just sort of apparate through the doors of the theater um, into like the seating area and to the audience and into the stage. And it was the weirdest thing because I was by myself and I wasn't scared and I didn't even tell anyone immediately. I just went, oh, that was the theater ghost. Like, as if it had happened to me every single day and I can't explain the feelings that I had. And I talked to some people eventually about it and they were like, well, some people had experienced the theater ghosts. There's several people I used to work with who have had so-called experiences with this theater ghost, either it played a trick on them or it threw something off a table or like all of these things had happened. I mean, it's a very old, old place. It dates back hundreds of years, but um, that was my personal experience. And I spoke to some people who um, who claim to have encounters with ghosts and they, they've had the same sort of insight where they're like, yeah, it just felt like a sense of calm went over me. Wow. And that was my, that's my theater ghost story. I want to chill with her when I'm dead. Uh- <laughs> that is so interesting. And the fact that you felt like calm out yeah. of nowhere by it. That is, that is truly fascinating. Like, holy crap. That's one that I I really cannot explain for the life of me. So yeah, let's get, let's get to reading some stories. Thank you to those folks that have submitted them. It looks like the first story we have up here is from our friend, Danny. And here we go. Here is Danny's ghost story. So I swear I had a ghost in my freshman year dorm. Weird things would happen all the time. Like when my roommate would turn on her computer, 
her cursor would start making circles around her face on her desktop picture. And one time, my roommate and I were doing our homework on our beds, and there was a huge gust of wind in the room. There were no open windows and no fans. Wow. Right? It's the no open windows and no fans that gets you. Seriously, because there's just no cause. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. Danny, thank you for sharing that. That sounded like a very uh, interesting way to kick off your freshman year of college. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. The craziest thing I think that happened in my freshman year, uh, the creepiest thing wasn't like a ghost story or anything. It was my freshman year roommate was obsessed with Draco Malfoy. But like Draco Malfoy <laughs> circa second movie. Um, we're not third. Maybe we'll make him a little older. That sounds creepy. I had an obsession with him too. It's fine. But she got a cardboard cutout and decided oh. that three in the morning when I was sleeping, because I was sleeping, she thought, oh, I won't bother Amy. I'll just put it together. And then like I woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I was like, I have to pee. And I all of a sudden I opened my eyes and Draco Malfoy is staring into my soul. So that's my creepiest freshman year. But I think Danny has me beat. <laughs> Um, well, all right. So this second story is actually, I want to say 10 stories uh, combined into one. So our very good friend Shay um, used to work at Terror Behind the Walls. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Terror Behind the Walls, it is quote unquote, America's greatest haunt that takes place at Eastern State Penitentiary where Al Capone was imprisoned and a lot of really interesting people were, were in prison there and it's supposedly extremely haunted. I have been to Terror Up Behind the Walls with Shay as a guest um, and a couple of our other friends in the past. It, obviously it's not happening unfortunately this year um, at Eastern State Penitentiary, but um, last year when I went, it was honestly one of my best nights of my life and also the scariest because like there are actors who are friends with me who I can't recognize, but they recognize me. So I got picked on a lot. So let me just read you some of Shay's haunting stories. So about terror behind the walls, there's the general growling and occasional voices inside the cells, the prison cells, the shadow people, the doppelganger, the cold spots, stuff getting moved around, getting touched or scratched. When a cell had a bad feeling, that time my friend who died came for a visit on her birthday. It's a really feel-good one. But anyways, so last year, cell block 10 had a doppelganger, which would appear as other staff members just hanging out in their scarias, doing their job until the actual person it was copying would come back to their spot from break or rotating from another spot and the doppelganger would disappear. Like I saw it as my friend in the cell across from me, but then a few minutes later, I saw my friend come back from doing ambulance, which was a, a section, doing ambulance outside. And I think I thought, I saw my friend that I had just been standing across from sank into a wall like it was fucking platform nine and three quarters. Apparently, my one friend at Terror saw the doppelganger as me one time, but the entity itself wasn't actually doing anything particularly scary. Well, maybe to customers, but that that's its literal job. But like if the ghost just suddenly decided to join the crew and start calling cues or something, that would be fine. It just picked a job and started doing it. It didn't talk to me, but my one friend had a really young ghost at Terror talk to him before. They thought it was a young ghost because it sounded young and gave the guests shit for being on their phones by saying, you gonna, you're going to be in trouble. I heard a grown man chuckle right behind me after I scared the bejesus out of some guy popping out of the cell. The thing is, that cell was block, blocked off, so no one could have been behind me in there. 
but it was right in my ear. It was super creepy, but totally benign because the guy I scared did have a funny reaction. I also got my hair pulled once while crouching my back to a wall like a full-on third grade boy once my attention ding-dong yank on my braid. That one creeped me out because I was alone in my scaria when that happened, though again, not particularly menacing. One thing I've noticed about the whatever ex entities exist at Terror is that my interactions um, I've had with them reflect the kind of energy or the customers around you that we're giving off. Like on nights where lots of customers are rowdy assholes, the paranormal activity is more aggressive. On the night my hair got pulled, my partner in the scaria got scratched, but she was one, uh, the one who called it a demon first. While I tend to have a more come on dude attitude with them, though I did get growled at once. I reacted the same way I would have if a live dog had growled at me. Like, okay, I get it. I'll give you my space, your space. So yeah, those are just a few stories, but I probably have more. Oh, thanks. Wow. Um, yeah, that so lot, she actually wow. went into detail on the phone with me about this doppelganger story because it literally would like take the shape of another employee as the character they were playing as a like haunted person become them and then just interact with everybody else as if they're doing it stand in their place like say like Shay went to the bathroom or something this being would become Shay and then Shay would come back and everything would be fine people would be like oh we just saw you whatever um so that's yeah she has some intense stories apparently er everyone at terror behind the wall has, has like stories like this where they've had their hair pulled they've had random stuff like this so it's it's really creepy so i hope that satisfies everybody's need for a creepypasta this evening yeah and especially since one thing i will miss to go on a tangent about terror behind the walls is it's just like that event of going to the haunted attraction that is the eastern state penitentiary and terror behind the walls like it's such a tradition for everyone in philly to do and i mean it's it sucks that now they can't but yeah. um it's just i remember seeing like every year i see auditions for it like hey who has a good uh bloody murder scream and who can do it for hours on end every night and i'm like uh you know what this sounds like i can't handle it i'll i'll be a guest but all power to shay and all those other folks that can just they have strong vocal cords what can yeah. i say i also so i've never auditioned for terror but i've auditioned for another scare haunt um and i got in and i rejected it because they were like yeah we really like how you project your voice and i was like okay listen if i do this every single night even if i do it correctly will i be able to still sing and they were like oh no we fully anticipate by that by the end of this like your vocal cords will be shot and like I was in a show, and I was like, I'm not gonna do it. Like, no. Um, and they're gonna attract actors to work for them like that? No, thanks, man. That was the thing. They didn't have actors. Like, they had just people who like to scare people and scream. Like, terror attracts actors. Interesting. Well, on that note, I guess we'll move on to our next story. Yeah. Uh, and this one is from our dear friend Matt, who is one of our biggest fans. Shout out to Matt. He uh always has good stories. <laughs> a golem is something from Jewish folklore. If you've seen Halloween Town 2, you've seen a frog golem. If you've seen Terminator, any of the series, you've seen modern golems. Yeah, the origin of robots is golems. Oh, fun fact. A golem in Judaic lore is a being 
crafted from inanimate objects or things, and they are given a false life. In Judaism, God breathed souls into humans. A golem is how humans do their own facsimile. They are typically protectors and sometimes even have amazing magical powers. I like to do wood carving and such. It's just fun. I've carved several golems since, but this is the first, this is the story of my first. And of course it's the craziest because first times always are. That's right. Plus it involves another listener, whoever that is. Hi, <laughs> uh, this was a bit after a rough breakup, but we were still friends. We had plans to watch the Super Bowl together, go birds. And I was bored about two weeks prior. I had just gotten some wood and carving tools, so I got to work. I'd craft a golem out of wood. I named him Emmett. Jews get that joke. Uh, and I think for those of you who don't, uh, I know Emmett means truth in Hebrew. So maybe the fact that golems are, I don't know. I'm sure there's a connection there. Anyway, uh, I managed to carve him only moderately shitty using only a pocket knife and an X-Acto blade. I was just putting the final touches on when I slipped. Now, I won't get into the ooey-gooey of the gory mess. Let's just say I nearly lost a hand. Oof. But I'll get into why that's so, so bad. Judaism outlawed sacrifices eons ago. They've never really allowed human sacrifice. It is on par, as some scholars have told me, with using God's own breath in a ritualistic act. Because, you know, that's where human souls come from. I bled into the golem. I accidentally gave a soulless protector some soul. I was able to wipe the blood off and went on to uh, coffee stain and touch up his color and all, but the ritual essentially already occurred. While I wasn't done, the golem had essentially already been finished. I did what any good stand-up righteous Jew would do. I didn't tell her. And I gave her the golem anyway knowing full well that if no sort of ritual had occurred, it was just a nifty little statue man saying truth and you're protected. However, if a ritual had accidentally occurred, then I gave my ex a potentially cursed or blessed or something golem thing that may have been imbued with some soul. Doesn't help I'm a Levi either. That's definitely creepy. Matt, I have to say, Matt, if my ex gave me something with their own blood in it, um, hmm, I don't know. It sounds like some voodoo magic shit right there. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matthew, why? Why do you wait until I've drank half a very strong pumpkin beer? Why do you, why, why are you giving people haunted, cursed shit is my question. Um, you know what? Matt has some really interesting experiences in life. Yeah. I mean, from all the stories I've read of his, I'm like, wow, this guy is very fascinating. I feel very boring in comparison. So yay for you, Matt. You go, Matt. <laughs> he also has a really cool story about a Ouija board that he's told at several other podcasts. So I can find them and link them in the, in, in the Instagram stuff. Also, like, kudos to you. Thank you for bringing in the Jewish folklore item. Oh, speaking of which, in lieu of a Yiddish term, word of the day, I'm going to read you all something from Wikipedia. <laughs> There's a term, it's called a dibok, and I'm just going to read this to you all. In Jewish mythology, a dibok, 
from the Hebrew word dabak, meaning adhere or cling, is a malicious possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. It supposedly leaves the host body once it has accomplished its goal, sometimes after being helped. So I think that somehow ties within your golem. Don't know. I would say so. But yes, thank you for that amazingly creepy story. I am forever scared of what's going to happen now. Um, And uh, yeah, (laughs) so I'm going to read another story that also happens to come from that. This one is more about him and others being haunted rather than him haunting other people with items. So here we go. This is his frat basement story. This is a story from when I was in my frat day back at Temple U. It was well known that my frat's house was haunted. We had even done ghost hunting type stuff a few times. One time during a ghost hunt, three guys were in the basement with the lights off with mezuzahs and salt. You know, salt fights ghosts or whatever Supernatural said. Thank you for that reference. Uh, Anyway, I was upstairs by the light switch in case it went over, went a little haywire. I hear screams and run downstairs. They were huddled together in a salt circle near tears. They heard what sounded like footsteps coming toward them and had thrown salt at it. I turned the lights on and we looked over to where they had been. Clear as day was a three-toed footprint. I have a copy of the picture on an old save on my computer, which I can't access at the moment, but I have attached a real rough, real rough reaction, which I can post to the Instagram. Uh, Now I knew these three. These, they were three honest dudes. Heck, one was an Orthodox Jew. As far as I knew, he never told a lie. Either way, still took it with a grain of salt. Ha, get it, salt. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway, about a week or so later, I was in the basement cleaning up after a party. Just some random stray stuff on the floor that was an easy grab and would prevent injury, like strings of lights and such. There was also a fair amount of paper and confetti and such on the floor. This is important. I was on the west end of the basement, closest to the stairs. Out of nowhere, in an empty house, I hear whistling. I hear it coming from the other side of the basement. Now all the lights were on and it was midday. But I heard distinct whistling, like a tune. I looked over and saw papers and such moving. Now, it's true, there was a door near that side, a door that was locked shut. A draft wouldn't have caused that kind of movement, not just papers blowing, but being pushed around as if someone was walking toward me by, by dragging their feet. I saw that and paired with the whistling, decided cleaning could happen later and just noped out of there. Huh. Yeah. Matt, once again, you lead a fascinating life. I do now, have to say, don't do this to yourself that time. Yeah. Don't tell me. Uh, I'm trying to guess which frat you were in. I'm going to guess either A.E. Pie or Sammy because... Well, all the Jew-tastic lingo that is intertwined and just briefly knowing you, I'm just going to guess it's either of those two. Amy, do you happen to know which one it is? I do. It's a pie. There's only so many Jewish frats yeah. in this world. He the was, mezuzah gave it away. He was in a pie. The mezuzah I love that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think that that's really creepy. And I would have also noped out of there, yep. as you say. Been like, nope. And left. Yeah, peace out of there. Yeah. 
Um, also like that's a place where you sleep too. So like you sleep, I mean, you don't sleep in the West end of it, but like, that's terrifying. Just like knowing it's there. Um, yeah. oh, before we get to one of our last stories, um, I do have a f- other ghost story type thing that I've experienced that actually that last story triggered a memory a couple years ago, uh, where it was, um, uh, my two friends anniversary. Actually, I need to wish them anniversary. It's this week. Um, mm-hmm couple years ago anyways went to their wedding I was in I was in the wedding party I was one of the bridesmaids and it was at the Joseph Ambler Inn which is a fancy cottage-like place where people have weddings and showers and whatnot and you can also stay there I guess if people aren't from the area maybe they honeymoon to America and they they stay there um but it was really really fancy and old and I took pictures like anyone does at a wedding. And I, I have a few pictures that caused me quite some suspicion. So I have a photograph of my friend and I, who's the, the bride. And she, there's this orb that covers sort of like the side of her head. And in the next photo, we took several. The next photo, it moves a little closer to her face. And the next photo, it covers her face. And the next photo, it covers her entire body. Oh, my. It's I don't remember. I wish I knew off the top of my head if her wedding dress belonged to someone who had passed. Or, like, if people, like, if she had an item that, like, was belonging to someone who had passed or something like that. I don't believe so. Um, but, again, this is a very old place. So, that was creepy thing number one. Creepy thing number two was I just took a picture and there's this guy in the background of one of my photos and he's see-through like you can see like literally like the the window pane and the shades and the people behind him you can literally see him see through him um and everyone's like oh this is probably just some phones do that maybe something was wrong with your your camera or like you moved and I'm like I mean phones are pretty good about like when you move capturing the image especially with live photo nowadays um which I still had then and um, the creepiest part, I think, af- was afterwards, there was an after party for people who were staying over in the inn, like I was. And the groom and his friends brew beer. So they had this really cute thing where, like, the stout or the, it was a stout or something hard, like, more heavier beer. And that was mm-hmm. in sickness. And then the lighter ale was in health. Oh, and they were so cool. They were big bottles, like, really, really, really big bottles. I only drank one because I'm small. But most people drank several. And I'm in a room full of drunk people showing people my ghost on my phone. And they are all like, yo, bro, <laughs> do you see, do you see this ghost? That's a real ghost. Like, and they are drunk. And this was, it was great. Like no one was sloppy drunk, but everyone was drunk enough just to be like, yo, um, I'm pretty sure like someone else in the wedding party or like someone else there got scared off and like went to sleep because they were like I can't deal with that that's so creepy because they were drunk um I do remember showing it to the bride and the groom and neither of them recognized the person so I mean it's it's possible that it was you know a catering person but also like why was he see-through and why does no one else at the wedding remember seeing him I don't know very bizarre that is that is some creepdom right there so speaking of fancy things, let's let's go to the last story here. All right. And this story is written by our friend Dory. Hello, Dory. Thank you so much for sending this. All right, here we go. A couple years ago, my friend and I went to see Roger Waters from Pink Floyd in London. Holy shit, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, it was wild. We ended up at the Radisson. So, you know, fancy. 
I should preface this by saying that I shouldn't take melatonin because bad shit happens when I do. But I couldn't sleep at all, and it was getting bad, so I took it and went to bed. Anyways, earlier in the day, or maybe even the day before, I fell asleep and half awoke, and I swore I saw a shadow with my eyes by the window that was manifesting. It's hard to explain, but my friend turned the lights on and everything was fine. During the melatonin night, I had this crazy dream. The door opened and there was an older woman coming in. I said to her, excuse me, I think you were in the wrong room. She just kept getting closer. She gets on the bed and I'm freaking out and can't breathe and can't move. I don't know if I was screaming because I was asleep, but my friend woke me up. No more melatonin for me. I kept thinking about this shadow. So I started Googling past murders in the area to see if anyone was murdered there. There was, but it was a different Radisson in London. Apparently there was a woman who had an issue with her boyfriend who had an issue with someone at the hotel and a man hid her under the hotel room for a week where she was killed. I was so creeped out, but I waited until just before we were about to leave to tell my friend. Good call. <laughs> Soon after there was a knock on the door and we were screaming our heads off and it was just the cleaning person. So I don't think my room was actually haunted, but definitely it could have been. Whoa! Oh my god! I would have freaked the fuck out! <laughs> Whoa! I love how she just didn't tell her friend. She was like, nah, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you, like, be chill, and then I'm gonna be like, hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till the uh, adventure is done, and then you break the news. I love that. I love how, like, it kind of feels like the beginning, like the first, after the first five minutes of a haunted movie, or like, it almost even has a pretty little liar's feel to it, where it's like, everything's fine, everything's fine, but like, also not really. And then like, the scary thing actually comes out as like, yo, we're, we're fine, we're safe, it's not really a ghost, it's not really a ghost. And then like, the people leave, and then the shot comes in on like, the scary thing, and it's actually real. That's kind of what that story reminds me of. Yeah, I definitely get that Pretty Little Liars vibe or some kind of like spooky series. Yeah, yeah I I can I can picture it. It's all with all of these. It's like the imagery is just it's just like, wow, people have yeah. experienced some pretty radical things. I think I think it's crazy, too, because like those of us who have like experienced something of some caliber, I think really like the imagery is, is there. You don't like forget it. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw a ghost, but like that happens every day. Like, <laughs> I think it's really crazy how like the image like I'm never like I'm thinking back at that theater ghost and I can't I can't shake it. It's just it happened and I felt very calm and I knew it was there. And, you know, if anything, I think for like the next week I, I entered the building and was like, Hi, friend. Um, at like <laughs> nothing, be like, maybe she's here again. I don't know. I'm going to be her best buddy when I become a theater ghost one day. That sounds like a match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. Future friends. All right. So that's pretty much all the stories we have for today, right? Thank you for your stories, everybody. This was the best idea. I think that we've had to to drink pumpkin beers together while recording a podcast. Um, it's, it's dandy. I'm all about it. Yeah, speaking of spooky, th spooky season, Halloween, what is it in 2020? I mean, just because I'm a realist and I just know, like, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that might host, like, a small get-together, like, a party. If it's, it's been, like, a relatively warm October, so I think, like, you know, some people might just hang out on their stoop. 
I actually, um, interestingly enough, I have my first uh, dinner theater gig with the Dinner Detective is starting up again. Wow. We've been um, obviously on a hiatus since the pandemic, but I think um, some other branches in some other major cities have started uh, carefully opening up again. And so we're going to do the show. Everyone wears a mask. I'm assuming the it's going to be fewer dinner patrons and more spaced out. Um, we're not going to like pass around clues to help like solve the mystery. I think everyone's just, it might be a digital thing. There might be like a Q QR code yeah. sort of situation. So I guess I'll find out when I get there, but it'll be, it'll be like my kind of first live ish situation um, that I'm doing performance wise. So I'm excited about that. And it is on Halloween. And after that, I mean, I don't know if, people like the kids on my block not that there are like too too many but i don't even know if they're going to be trick-or-treating if they are i'll have a bowl of candy out there i guess and show on my stoop and maybe dress up as carol baskin because that's an easy costume to you wear you do carol baskin really well thank you so much oh yes shameless plug for anyone that hasn't seen my carol baskin impersonation it is on my um it's on my instagram it's like probably a few posts down. I think I did it maybe like a month or so ago. And it's also on my TikTok. Um, but yeah, it's fun to do impressions. And Carol Baskin just spoke to me. So I might just dress up as her because all you need is a flower crown and a, an animal print oversized blouse from a thrift store. And there you have Carol Baskin. Nice. I am doing probably nothing. Um, having a very socially distant indoors Halloween with myself. That being said, I make it a tradition every year to pull out the leather pants. They're like pleather. Something that I hold near and dear to my heart is every single year, the theater I used to work at did Rocky Horror. It's a whole thing, but it's not like the movie. It's a very specific, it is um, specifically Hunter Foster, like of Broadway, his his baby. It's his production um, of Rocky Horror. He directed it and it's, it is his own style to it. Um, and for that reason, I can't watch Rocky Horror any other way. Um, even when I, I like listen to it, I have to listen to it with like in mind of the other things added to it that aren't there um, or the changes mm -hmm. that are made. And that's something that I always hold near and dear to my heart. And every year when I had a job, we would dress up for Halloween. Um, and regardless of my costume, except for one year where I wore fishnets, every year I would wear leather pants. And I think what I'm going to do, and I would probably, I would always borrow a corset. Like the thing about working in a theater is you could like talk to friends who worked in wardrobe and not borrow from the theater, but like borrow from the friends that work there that oftentimes have like their own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would borrow my friend Charlie's corset a lot. And I don't have that this year, so I might just wear the leather pants and just feel fancy. Just put on the heels and the leather pants and just literally be Halloween spectacular by myself. You know, I you just brought up such a fascinating, important part that I forgot of Rocky Horror. I remember in college, I would, you know, want to be in the shadow cast like every year and every fall, like around Halloween, like you said, it's kind of just this tradition and it's not the same like not being able to go see like a shadow cast production or or um the version that that you are speaking of and yeah so hey i'm all about just wearing a corset or leather pants and fishnets just for the heck of it just like be a little spooky i even have dark dark purple lipstick i might just bust that out and just feel extra goth and yeah. no one's like 
no one's going to question me because it's Halloween and who cares. So There's stuff that I miss. Um, so like speaking of also places that are probably haunted, um, there is a place called the Glenford Mansion. Google it, friends. I can I can post pictures of it uh, so you can with some information. But it's in Northeast Philadelphia and it's a mansion. Uh, it's definitely in a state, to say the least. And my improv group would do different things there. We did Room with a Clue, which is an interactive clue experience. Hmm. We also would do one that was like a ghost experience where people had to find out clues about the ghosts and how they interact and what the, you know, who, how people died, whatever, how things happen. I meant the one I did last year was my favorite um, because the mansion is so large. Each of us were in a room that really our ghost quote unquote, like gravitated to. And mine was this like singing opera ghost who lost her husband after <laughs> dancing with him at this affair that happened at the Glen Ford mansion. And I would actually dance with the guests who were in the little groups of interactive things and they had to solve all the clues and whatnot. Um, and I couldn't give them the answer unless they danced with me correctly. And like, rather than being like an extravagant dance, the actual correct dance was like the chicken dance or like the hand jive, nice. which is like out of character for my character. Um, and I would just like sing and it would be like, broken glass on the floor that was part of an exhibit um and like I would stare in the mirror and just be the creepiest person I could be and I really missed that I missed that so much and I I just missed the whole like spooky fall experience um especially for anyone who has the chance go to I have no idea what it's like this year but um just go to Lambertville New Jersey and just walk around you'll feel the most fall vibes you'll ever feel like I'm probably going to go and just walk around one night at night not do anything not eat anywhere just experience so I've never really like maybe I've been to Lambertville or maybe just drove through it but is it kind of like a quaint stars hollow kind of a place is that why you said like oh it's perfect for fall it is stars hollow <laughs> Yay, get more I, girls. <laughs> um yeah get more girls reference for those of you who didn't catch that um so one time at my old job when i was driving an actor i drove an actor from new york into um into new hope pennsylvania and we had to drive through lambertville because driving from you know you went came from new york went to trenton driving from trenton new jersey you go through jersey before you get to pa and he he was telling me one of his best friends actually was on Gilmore Girls. He had performed in the area um, before and the guy I was driving was like, yeah, wow, this really is like Stars Hollow. That is so cool. I need to go there now. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, I mean, it's not the same this year because that magic isn't there, but I still want to, mm. I drove in it the other day. I just drove just to drive. I was like, I'm going. That sounds awesome. Things are just going to be a little different, like you said, this year, but we're all doing our best to keep yeah. the magic alive. And I think going to a, a Soulberry Orchard for apple picking, I think that'll be like a nice feeling. And it's supposed to be nice weather again. So I think it'll be a lovely little getaway for us and just to feel like we're getting the autumnal vibes <laughs> as of right now it is going to be 71 degrees so i am stoked i think it's going to be great we're going to take pictures um those of you who are listening who never have ever seen pictures of sam and i together might actually be able to see socially distant pictures of sam and i with masks on this definitely needs to happen because i would love to update our profile picture and be like hey this is what we actually look like even if we have masks on <laughs> we're not actually a picture of cake just i so mean yeah <laughs> in your wildest dreams maybe but 
we are not cake and wine. <laughs> I mean, really, though, we're not far off. Yeah, I mean, it's not such a bad thing to be. Like, if my soul got turned into, like, a cake or a bottle of wine, that this this is fine. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, well, um, you know, everybody, keep up with your, your pumpkin vibes and your fall vibes, your autumn vibes. Go on some walks. Be outdoors drink pumpkin beer if you would like to and are able to uh... well, spiced wine mold wine is a very lovely uh fall and winter beverage do that but enjoy enjoy fall in any way that you can and embrace it in every way that you can and mm -hmm. don't forget to vote just fill out your ballot and vote and don't be like me and drink an 8.6 percent beer before eating any food um just <laughs> <laughs> just vote that's all I really want from you people is you know listen to our podcast or you know just skip to this last 30 seconds where I'm telling you all to vote and just do that we believe in you world we believe in you have fun y'all have fun happy Halloween Woo!